Are you an entrepreneur looking to scale your venture? Do you have ideas on how to take Canadian entrepreneurship to new heights? Join more than 2,000 entrepreneurs, investors, industry, and government leaders in Ottawa on October 19th at Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Keynotes, workshops, hackathons, startup, scale-up, and skill stages, growth partner zones, and a mentor genius zone. Get plugged into the Canadian entrepreneurship community in one place, all in one day. Scale your startup and have your say through the most influential and high-impact event in Canada's entrepreneurship community. Get your tickets today to the Startup Canada Day on the Hill on October 19th. For more information, visit startupday.ca. The Startup Canada Awards recognizes excellence in Canada's entrepreneurship community. This year, we invite you to join us at one of six regional celebrations across Canada. Join us in Ottawa on August 24th, Montreal on September 12th, Kamloops September 15th, Fredericton on September 17th, Whitehorse on September 19th, and Edmonton on September 21st. And join us at the grand finale in Ottawa on October 19th as part of the Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Come celebrate alongside the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and get your tickets now. Hi, I'm Rob Vilnev, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Celebrating wins and the people who contribute to making them happen is a big part of having a vibrant and strong corporate culture. The more engaged employees become, the more invested and accountable they are to their work. And it's important for us as leaders to acknowledge their efforts. One easy way to make sure you're celebrating your employees is to build rituals around it. At Rebel, we give out annual and quarterly contributor awards to recognize staff who have gone the extra mile. But we also give each other high fives and shutouts at our weekly team lunch, and we nominate one person each week to wear a construction helmet in honor of their hard work. The key takeaway, a little acknowledgement and a simple thank you can help to build a culture of appreciation and engagement. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Traveling for business will never be the same. With Rogers Roam Like Home, you can now stay connected to your business just like you do at home when you use Roam Like Home with your Share Everything for Business plan. For just $5 a day in the United States and $10 a day internationally, you can use your data as you would at home and receive unlimited calling and messaging to Canadian and local numbers with no roaming charges. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash small business. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be tough when it's cooked right. Co-founder of Relish Gourmet Burgers serves up well-done recipes for startup success. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. 
Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across the country. With day in the life stories and in their shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale up companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, don't forget to visit the iTunes store to subscribe and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett, founder and CEO of Coaching by Rockstars. Ever thought about a career as a business coach? Coaching by Rockstars teaches business coaches how to build a successful coaching business from scratch. Visit coachingbyrockstars.com for more information. Okay, all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast, we're hanging out with Jill Earthy today. She is an accomplished entrepreneur who has successfully built and sold two companies, Frontline Staff Incorporated and the Mom Cafe Network Incorporated. Jill is also the Chief Growth, growth Officer of Front Funder, an online investment platform connecting entrepreneurs and investors. And that's where we're going to spend our, a lot of our conversation today. The Mom Cafe Network, though, was established in 2007 and her idea behind this business developed over many conversations she was having with other moms on the topic of juggling a professional career while raising a family. She's very passionate about empowering women entrepreneurs and is seen as a mentor for many young businesswomen. She's also the former CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs, which is a nonprofit association in Vancouver with a mission to guide and educate women entrepreneurs. In today's podcast, Jill's going to be sharing some pro tips. Put it right on the top there. Way we go. I'm sorry, you are now no a pressure. pro <laughs> on how to run a successful business while still having enough time to maintain a family. Jill, it's really great to have you on the show. Rivers, it's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. So look, I, I know that we're going to talk a ton about uh, Front Funder, and I'm really interested in it, but our audience got to know about the Mom Cafe journey. Can you spend five minutes just kind of sharing with us about that journey and what you accomplished and all that kind of nice stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Mom Cafe came out of a concept. I was on my second mat leave, and I only took a short time off um, on each of my mat leaves. But just chatting with other other moms and, and certainly now parents um, around how do you maintain your business identity while also um, raising raising a family and and trying to find that I, I love that elusive word balance, which I don't yeah. think actually yeah. exists. Yeah. What I, is certainly, that? <laughs> certainly for any entrepreneur, family or not, it's not about balance. It's that it's that integration, or it's just what's 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 the priority today, right? It, it, it changes all the time. Of um, yeah. So the, the concept was, so how, so it was really about, um, bringing together, um, mostly women, as I said, men were certainly welcome. Um, it sure. was creating a new environment where women could come together to support each other, to talk about business, um, but could bring their kids. So it was, it was meant to reduce the barriers of, of having mm. to get out the door to go and enhance your existing business, to brainstorm about starting a new business, um, even looking at other career opportunities and, and going back into the workforce. 
workforce. And so it could come together, here's, here, you know, stories, work with each other, look at collaborate ways to collaborate. Um, young kids were able to come and sit with their parents, which just took that stress away because they were happy and quiet. And then there was childcare provided um, cool. for, for others. So it just reduced that barrier. But the focus was on business. Um, right. not, and, and that was really key. And so that, uh, that business evolved and uh, grew to serve nine cities across Canada. Cool. And then I sold it to a business partner actually in Nova Scotia. So it was nice. a coast to coast story. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. Well, congratulations on that. Let's kind of dive into a little bit about you as a as a mom of two young children and and also running and maintaining successful business and and uh, now you're the chief growth officer of the Front Funder. Can you can you talk about and you're so right, Jill, that word balance is such a stupid stupid thing. It Tell is. me how you balance things. What does it even well, mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more to like a teeter-totter than yeah. anything else, right? Yeah. So, tell us about your your, uh, your your day uh, and a day in your life about how you approach business and family. Well, that's a great question because I think like any entrepreneur, there's no typical day when you think about how to yeah. how to <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> question. How do you balance life? <laughs> how do you balance life and what does a typical day look like? Well, yeah. no such thing as typical, and and that's actually what I love, and I think that's what a lot of the other entrepreneurs and listeners would think too, right? I mean, that's why we we go into business and and do what we love is because we want to create something that's that's pretty extraordinary and that we you know can control. So certainly for me, um, balance or <laughs> this is my sort of regular <laughs> yes. routine. See, I, actually, I, I hate the word, but I, but it's, you know, it I, is what I, it is. I have a very supportive partner that is right. critical. Um, he, he takes on a lot of our household stuff and, and mm -hmm. that is, is incredibly important. Um, mm. certainly in our lives. And we made, we made that choice a long time ago so that I can, um, do the work that I do. Um, you know, you have to be organized. And, but I think the key piece is you have to do what you love because if you're going to take time away from family or other passions or, or activities, then you have to be doing what you love and what, where you, you know, spending your time where you think you're having a, having an impact. And so when I look at every day, that's, you know, I'm happy to get up because I love what I do and I can get out the door and I can get the, the kids organized <laughs> and out the door and yeah. uh, get through my day. But the other key piece is flexibility. Right. Um, I, I have flexibility. I mean, like most entrepreneurs, I mean, you're working all the time, right? So, so then I really do take, make sure that if I have to get to a, one of my kids games or some activity that I block that into my calendar and I make, I make that happen too. Yeah. Flexibility. One other part you did mention that I thought was just excellent. And you, you, you know, it, it's, it's ultimately about running, running life, I think, rather than a yeah. business or personal side yeah. and it's you've got, it's all integrated, but you get a great teammate that really is a, you know, is a good wingman in this case. And yeah. uh, you know, it's, 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 I think that's part of the equation is we're, we're doing life and we just got to do it as a team and a team could be various aspects. But I think that that's really important that you, uh, you reference that point. So, uh, so thanks very much. So let's talk about your obstacles you faced as an entrepreneur. And I particularly now want to move to front funder. And uh, first of all, can you tell us, uh, can you give us a, a dive on that one, nickel tour of, uh, of what your business does? Yeah. So front funder. So we're an online investment platform trying to de democratize the capital market. So what, <laughs> what that means is <laughs> helping entrepreneurs. Well, thanks. On to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
so we're we're helping companies to raise capital in a new way to to raise the funds that they need, and and that means collaborating with other sources of funding. Um, but that also means through our online platform, we have the opportunity to really showcase amazing companies across Canada that are doing cool things. And on the other side, we can connect them with investors. So from the you know the angel investors, you know accredited high net worth individuals, now all the way down to retail investors or some of the smaller investors who could be Love customers it. or brand champions, but you know can mm. now actually invest in companies they believe in through a platform like ours. Mm. Um, yeah, and so we're a regulator firm. So we you know vet companies coming on board and we help support investors coming on too to make sure they're making suitable investments. But it's that collision and that you know bringing those two pieces together that's so important and really changing how entrepreneurs access the funding they need across Canada. And uh, have, have you? Was there a sweet spot that you said that wasn't being served as to what uh, what ultimately um, was the, the nugget? This I have to launch an organization that addresses this issue. Yeah, well, there's two parts to that. So one. I didn't, and it wasn't my brainchild, so I won't take full credit for that. So our, okay. our, our CEO, Peter Paul, was amazing at really working with the regulators across Canada to try to make this process easier. Um, yes. Identified that gap working with working with companies that there was this sort of gap in the funding cycle around, you know, great traditional sources of capital, some funds for companies getting started, um, but that next level where there's growth capital needed and maybe they're not bankable anymore, but want to get to that next level and not quite ready for venture capital. So there was a bit of gap. And so that's really the space that, that we're, we're filling. Um, and so, yeah, lots of obstacles. <laughs> you yes. know, yeah. You're growing a business. And I think some of the key ones, you know, certainly you know, trying to do it all. Uh, certainly when you're starting a, a smaller right. business to start, right, you're, you're wearing many, many hats um, and think that you're the expert accountant and the expert marketer and the expert <laughs> this and that. And so yeah. the key piece is identifying your strengths, getting the help that you need in the ways that you can at the time and uh, asking for help. And so we've certainly been, you know, this, this is my third sort of venture. So I, I'd like to think I have, I am learning from the past right. mistakes. Of course, yes. Of course and, you do. You're still in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Always learning, always evolving. And, uh, you know, we're so lucky in Canada that we have so many great resources available and so uh, much support um, yeah. now for entrepreneurship. Yeah, I love, uh, that's a magical point you just made. So I see many titles in the C-suite uh, uh, world, and yours is an interesting one, Chief Growth Officer. So what is that, and how does that tie into what you're passionate about? Yeah, so – so there are three of us on our leadership team. Um, and so chief, so my role as chief growth officer is around sales, marketing, business development, strategic partnerships, and HR, you know, all those things that contribute to, to so growing what's the other business. guy in group yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got a COO and a CEO and it's a great team. Yes. But, it's, yes. I'm sure they think it's great. You're doing yeah. everything. Yeah. No, no. It's definitely, definitely teamwork. We're now we're we're growing. We've got 15 staff now. Um, kind of at that on that magical growth right. growth trajectory. But uh, so, but what I love is I. I mean, I love seeking opportunities. I love identifying opportunities. I love looking at collaborative um, ways to work together with other with other organizations or individuals. I love supporting entrepreneurs. Mm. And certainly with my background in the last 10 years, you know, having been an entrepreneur, am an entrepreneur, but mm. working in nonprofits, supporting entrepreneurs the last 10 years too. Um, you know, I feel I've sort of learned a bit about the landscape across Canada. So really love helping entrepreneurs access the right resources that they need at each stage. And that's a big part of what I get to do now too. 
um, you know, educating entrepreneurs on what's the right funding mix for you. Uh, mm-hmm. How how can we help you? And then also educating on the investor side. Um, and so certainly, as you indicated, I mean, I I love working with men too, but I <laughs> tend to do a lot of work um, with women entrepreneurs as well mm-hmm. because there there are some there are some differences. And and there, oh, definitely there is. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to be you know facetious. I'm, there really is. There's some wonderful magic on both sides of the fence, but there's uniqueness on both sides of the fence. Exactly. So where I get excited is about new models that are being created. And mm-hmm. I certainly see Front Funder as one of those to to increase that transparency, that collaboration and that access. Um, and that's, yeah, that's get, what's get me excited. And certainly with my role, I get to do that in different ways every day. So how you, you talk about the resources that are available for startups. You love playing in that space. Uh, I'm sure you're like me. It's my charity of cause when uh, it comes to what I do with my spare time or so on. Can you tell us how you, uh, how, you know, how did you become involved with Startup Canada and what, what do you see of the value for Startup Canada for what you're doing? Mm-hmm. So I first connected with Victoria many, many years ago. Everybody um, starts with Victoria. <laughs> she was doing the rounds. Yeah. Uh, but right across Canada. And so, um, yeah, helped to bring a few people together on the West Coast um, to look at collaborative opportunities in very early days before the, I think it was even named Startup Canada. And um, and my role at the time as CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs obviously had an interest in looking at those opportunities to collaborate. And so have kept in touch with the organization over the years. Um, um, was honored to be recognized with an award last year as for entrepreneur pr- promotion. Nice. Um, and always happy like you just to jump in and, and support whether it's sad events or promoting events, making sure entrepreneurs know that the, the resources of Startup Canada exist and, uh, yes. and, yeah. and, and others. Yeah, so. very cool. So let's let's dive into that uh, that that um, volunteer side of what it is you do. What's your what's your role or what's your view on the role of mentorship for for startup companies? And you know how can how can aspiring entrepreneurs benefit from from someone to look up to? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's a, that's a loaded question there, right? Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, get going. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I mean, I think I think we all know that mentors are essential, um, and I think there's different types of mentors. I think we all need different types of mentors at different stages. I think we need different types of mentors with different skill sets. I think we we you know we need that mentor who can you know kick us in the butt and knows us well enough uh-huh. to respectfully say, Hey, you need to, you need to do this. Yes. Um, but then we need others who are experts in certain topics who can help guide us through um, certain stages of our, our business growth. But I really think the role of a mentor is, is to ask questions and, and right. to, to draw out the answers um, from an entrepreneur because it's the entrepreneurs who have the have the answers within them, but sometimes don't realize that. Um, so but the other piece on that, sorry, 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 I just want to ask a question on you that uh, you're you're you know you're obviously referencing a, a very valuable role that the mentor can play in a relationship with a startup. Um, if you're a startup and you're interviewing a mentor, are there some certain things that that you would say the startup should be asking or looking for in a mentor that's going to help them? Absolutely. And I think before you seek a mentor, I think it's important to take that step back, right? And really understand what is it that I need? And, and that's going to differ at different, <laughs> different times and, and different stages. And so what is it that I need? Really identifying that, because I think that's the key, because I know, you know, we all reach out to people and just say, Hey, it'd be great to have coffee or can I chat with you about this? But I think it's, we need to be a little bit more strategic and, and what is, what is the key thing that this person can possibly help me with? And I know certainly when I receive requests, um, 
to mentor or, or to, to have a chat, it helps me tremendously if I know how I can best support and how I can best help in advance. So mm. identifying what is, you know, yeah, asking a more specific question, like, could you help me with X? Or I'm really interested in what you did with this, with Y over here. I'd love to learn from you. Can you, can you share that? So right. thinking about, yeah, how, how, and how you can, you know, they can best support you, but also it's often a reciprocal relationship too. So being, mm. being aware of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a very, very interesting point you bring out. Um, because when I see a lot of mentors or sorry, a lot of the startups looking for mentors, they forget that piece. It's all about what I can get from the mentor. Can you, mm-hmm. can you talk about, can you talk about that reciprocal relationship component you just talked about? You just referenced, mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly learn almost as much or if not more from some of my conversations with the people I mentor, whether it's informally or formally, right? I mean, we're all learning and evolving all the time. And so, you know, it, it it's, it's whether it's that energy, like I think Rivers, I'm, I'm assuming with you too, but I get my energy from working with people and <laughs> connecting with them and mm-hmm. having those, those conversations and get really excited when entrepreneurs are, are sharing their idea. And so that, that, you know, that fills me up. So I yes. <laughs> get that out of those conversations and, yes. and I learn something new that I can then take to another conversation or relationship, or even if it's something, or, you know, whether it's something I usually that the entrepreneur has shared or said, or that I've just taken away because it's like, wow, okay, this is, you know, mm. just a learning for, for me. So I think that's mm. that give and take that I can then pass along too, And then yeah. hopefully that person, cause I think that's it. We all need to keep paying it forward. And as I yes. like to say, you know, every stage of our career. I mean, we all have a responsibility to reach back and, and pull sure. a hand up, but also to keep reaching forward, right? And and asking yes. for help too. Yeah, I think that's really, you know, yes, uh, yesterday when I was doing some of the recordings for the show, uh, one of the, the young gentleman I was talking to, he's in his 20s, he, he uh, you know, brought back to me uh, a great conversation on the power of investing in networking. And why I say that is because, yeah, I know about networking, but just through conversation the enlightenment piece went from, you know, down in my feet, right back up to my head again about mm-hmm. the importance of the investment. So I, I love the fact, it's, you know, just by learning, by listening, you're going to get yeah. some reciprocal value off of it. Very, That's very cool. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints, from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors, and we are back. 
So uh, let's kind of kick into the innovation sector. You're an advocate for diversity in that sector. Can you tell us more about what that means and you know, how can we achieve it? Yeah, yeah, if only it was that. Oh, no, simple, just right? easy questions, more of them. Do you have the lotto yeah, numbers also while yeah. you're at it? Um, yeah, well, um, yeah, so I mean, sorry, I'll take, I'll take a breath here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're all clear that diversity is essential. Um, and I, I think it's essential. And when I say diversity, I think of diversity of thought, diversity of perspectives, and that includes gender and that includes cultures and and, you know, previous experiences. And I think certainly in the innovation sector or the technology sector, and again, you don't ask me to define that right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's in charge of this podcast anyway? <laughs> exactly. exactly. But, but I think generally this point can apply across all sectors. But is, right. is, you know, in order to evolve, in order to innovate, we need that collision of viewpoints and ideas to create stronger outcomes. And I think we have an opportunity, certainly within the entrepreneurship community, um, to really drive that forward. And and so when I look at, and we know certainly in the tech sector across Canada, you know, I'll speak about the women's stats, but, you know, it's significantly underrepresented. Um we, we know that. We also know there's a very strong business case um, to have women at the mm-hmm. leadership table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know now that investors are actually starting to to realize that and think about that. In fact, there's a stat that recently came out that if there's at least one female founder, the companies perform 63% better than if there's an all-male mm. team. Mm-hmm. So I believe it, it. It's beyond just the, you know, it's the right thing to do. It, this is actually a solid economic case yes. um, and a huge opportunity. Uh, so right. w- women in this case represent 50 percent of the of the workforce. So we need to we need to create some some new environments because they've been traditionally created in a, in a certain way. And, and not that they're they're wrong, but they're not they weren't designed for for everyone. Right. Um, so I think right. there's an opportunity there to to one is awareness. Um, we all have bias, the unconscious bias. So, so <laughs> by, by, by being aware that, that we need to do this, so so calling it out, and there's a huge role, and, and this is what gets me excited, it's men and women working together. High uh, five, high five, yeah. So so that's that's where the change is going to come, is, is in acknowledgement. Yeah. And and I do, a, a, and I sit on a few boards on this topic and, and a number of work, and creating right now for an initiative that I'm involved in called We For She, Champagne the Next Generation, which we've hosted the last three years and had 1500 people come out in October, but creating a board of champions for this coming year's event. And it will definitely be 50, 50 men and women. And yeah. uh, a key piece is, is activating the men. We're not trying to create new environments so that the women are playing over here and the men are playing mm-hmm. over there. It's just, mm-hmm. How do we integrate so that we're all stronger? Yeah. That's, that's a wonderful point you bring up. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all about entrepreneurs are going to save the world. They really are. And we need to, as a, as a, as a village go together. However, we all have unique neighborhoods in the, that journey and uh, and we need to respect that but ultimately move together so here's a question for you and I have asked this question of another guest of mine on the same topic but I'm interested in your answer is that how do how do you engage the male population says look I want to play in that game but the mm-hmm. messaging I'm getting is it's only women so how do you how do you ultimately massage that messaging so that the inclusion piece starts to happen Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's one is really understanding and, and showcasing examples. So right. showcasing that this is, you know, this isn't about men versus women. It, it's yeah, right, this is, right. this is 
economic opportunity where we're all going to benefit. So, right. and we, we want men in the conversation. We want men as mentors and champions. Um, we want men, you know, also calling out, you know, at leadership discussions, Hey, mm-hmm. we don't have enough diversity around this table. We need to, mm. we need to bring some in, you know, even looking at panels, like call it, you know, being aware of calling it out and, and, and taking an active role in, in helping to nurture and mentor the, that next generation of yes. leaders too, so that we yes. have some more women coming up in, in leadership roles, um, yes. you know, in the tech sector and, 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 you know, in all sectors. So, yeah. Well, and, and, and the results are shown. I mean, it's, this isn't some kind of uh, fly in the, in the sky thing. The, the results are there. The empirical data is there, is mm-hmm. that when you include women in the journey of business, success happens at a better rate than it does with the guy. So, you know, the, the, <laughs> that's the type of environment I want to hang out in. I don't care if it's male or female. I just want to hang out yeah. with successful journeys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's, what's cool. I mean, the conversation is elevating right at the federal mm-hmm, level, right? Mm-hmm. All, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so there's different, yeah, we, we all have a responsibility, I think, to just start to start to take action. And I know one of the things that I'm working on right now is, you know, even getting more women to invest right. in, in companies and, and put their money to work in that sense, right? That's another way because, you know, women can support women, but we need, you know, typically women represent a small, small percentage of investors across Canada right. In, right. in private companies. And that, that makes a difference too, because then there's influence to have more women in leadership roles and that just get to that diversity, that, uh, equal, you know, equity piece. Yeah. Well, it's, I think your point's well taken is that the dialogue is really starting to exponentially grow now, which is just wonderful all the way around. Around and you know, I think that that's uh, that's good for our, the entire society. But uh, let, let me ask you: How many, uh, your children? Are they boys or girls? I have two girls. Two girls, and how do yeah. they uh, how do they look to you and what your journey is is all about right now? How do you how do you what's the what's the topic around the dinner table? Yeah, no, it's a great question because it, it, it's it's interesting to me because I've been advocating for for economic advancement of women for over twenty years in in various roles, um, and now having two daughters, so obviously they came along yes. after. Yeah, it's good um, for you. But it's it's fascinating to me because they are they are funnily enough, entrepreneurially inclined. (laughs) Go figure. Yeah. They're, they're 10 and 12, but they're also very science and math focused. And to be honest, I was not growing up, but my husband is an engineer. And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I think that combination, and I do bring them to the odd event and obviously expose them to to certain things, but sure. Um, but you know what, what we're seeing now is that that age is okay. They're still excited about math and science and other, you know, um, coding and all those things. But throughout high school, that's when they start to become less interested. Um, peer pressure, other things start to set Uh in. And we're, yeah. we're even seeing those trends um, throughout post-secondary school. But then what get, is really interesting for me, too, certainly in the tech sector, but but others as well, is is as women do enter the workforce and in, in tech companies, it's mid-career where they start to drop off. Right. Um, so, so we do. And why is that? Because of family obligations? Not is necessarily. It, that's the know. myth, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the cool, data yeah. showing that that's Fair. not a factor because that's men and women now who are making other choices at that okay. at that stage. Um, but it, what the data is actually showing is at that point they're they're trying to progress. Like they're, they're, they're realizing they're not being selected. They're not being uh, chosen for the next uh, okay. now. Is it possible yeah. that they're not putting their names forward? That may f- be a factor too. Yeah. Um, is the environment not where they want to be? That they don't want to for lack of a better word, fight the fight to, yes. to get through. So they sort of say, forget this. I'm going to go over here 
and a lot are turning to entrepreneurship. Now, 37% of entrepreneurs across Canada are women, you know, mm. turning over here and saying, Hey, I'm going to go do this over here then on my own, or I'm going to do this with this other company. So they, it's more around, um, the advancement opportunities and the environment. Ah, very cool. You know, what came to my head, as soon as you said that, about the myth is that, you know, you've heard of the E-myth. We need a W myth happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we really do. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole enlightenment about what is actually happening out there, I think is, is really, really important. So, um, so, um, do you have a mentor? I sure do. I've, I have a few. Okay. Can you, uh, without necessarily getting into the names, but can you tell them, can you, can you tell us the two of them and what's the purpose of each one of those mentors for you? Yeah. So, so this is one kind of funny story, but as you indicated earlier, I was the CEO of a nonprofit forum for women entrepreneurs that mentors and educates women entrepreneurs. So I left that organization um, a few years ago, but I've gone back and participated in some of their programs as an entrepreneur and mm -hmm. actually gained a mentor through, through one of those programs, which is fascinating. So I'm actually a mentor to one person in that program and I'm, I have a mentor, <laughs> Nice, <laughs> which, nice. I, which I love. So, so she's fabulous because we actually have a formal relationship, right? So there's guidelines. We, we speak monthly. I send her a couple of things I want to talk about in advance. And it's a bit more sort of pushing the business forward. Um, and then I have another mentor who sort of guides me more on more, I guess, overall sort of professional. She, she kind of, she, she pokes me. <laughs> she, she says, you said you weren't going to do this and you are doing this or, yeah. you know, she calls me on stuff, yeah. um, which is, which is fantastic. I need that accountability. WTF. I yeah, love it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we, we all need that, right? Yeah, sure. Um, the WTF mentor. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Cause I think you do need some. And then I have a, a great guy mentor too, who, who helps me with other pieces more around strategic vision and, you know, growth and, and the sector more related to where, where I am now. So, you know, I think you do need different mentors for different things and, and being clear on that. And my mentors have evolved over time, right? I, mm. so that's, you know, key, still keep in touch with past. And some people don't even know they're my mentors. Right. <laughs> right? Well, true enough. I, I true <laughs> enough. I, Richard Branson's my mentor mm -hmm. and, uh, he, you know, he, <laughs> maybe he knows who I am, but I <laughs> doubt it very much that he knows who I am. But yeah, they don't know who you are. I think that's an excellent point. So talk, can you tell us about one of them? And you could probably name, name them. Oh, I have a few. You're really, you're calling me out. I need another. I know because I'm getting to, the, you know what, you know what, you know why Jill? Because everybody knows that as, as, as conversationalist as I am, I do work off of a script and the next question on the script, what are your tips on finding a balance between okay. family life and business? <laughs> and I'm like, we've already touched on all this stuff. Yeah. I want to yeah. do some deeper dive tough yeah. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm tough questions. Well, Somebody that I, I certainly, I mean, I think we are, many of us are looking up to right now would be someone like Michelle Obama. Oh, yes. She do. That's not, she's yeah, not by any means a formal mentor, but I I look to her sort of for, for inspiration. I love how she, you know, talks just how she, you know, so honest and authentic in, in how she speaks and the messages she shares. I think it's very empowering and, and how she, I mean, obviously mm. it's a political role, but she's, she's very empowering and, and puts it out there in a, in yes. a sort of respectful way and yes. uh, tackles some very tough topics in, in that respectful way. And I think that that's a real, a real skill. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, you've been hitting some really gold nuggets with me and I, I love the straight talker. 
the mm-hmm. the person that challenges you, pushes, and uh, isn't afraid to kind of go on a ledge and to respect their own values and principles yes. uh, and what they think is right. And uh, I think that's that in itself is a, a very intoxicating personality to be connected with. So, and yes. Michelle Obama, there's no doubt about it. She uh, she's done that. So so what's happening in the uh, the Vancouver uh, startup ecosystem these days? Anything there that uh, us East Coasters should be watching? Well, there's there's Besides quite a bit. You. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, each each uh, each of our fine cities across the country have their own unique ecosystems. They do. They do. Um, I mean, I'd say we're we're fortunate in Vancouver. I think we have a fairly collaborative um, ecosystem, certainly in the entrepreneurship space. Yes. So quite in a growing tech sector. Um, and, and what I love is the conversations that occur between all of the different organizations. Yes. Um, so we're really trying to break down the silos between different mm. groups and, and really work together so we can better support entrepreneurs. Cause at the end yes. of the day, that's, that's the goal. Yes. Um, there is definitely a movement. I think this is happening across the country, but going back to some of your earlier questions around engaging more women. Um, mm-hmm. so supporting more women entrepreneurs as well as engaging, um, more, more women investors. I'm I'm working on actually a project with uh, four other uh, women in in town here around initiative called the Raise Collective. So it's okay. collaborative capital raising and and investing. So it's it's designed for women, but it's inclusive of all. Yes. Um, and yeah, really perfect, perfect. Well that's enough. business, right? That's business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the focus is is women, but everybody can play in the game. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so there's lots of fun stuff going on. But uh, yeah. Yeah, very, we, we very, have women very in tech. We have Women in Tech Week coming up at the end of this month. Oh wow! So so, so who yeah. do you have a guest speaker coming in on that? We're about uh, I think there are about twenty different events going on over the course of that week. <laughs> and how are you involved with it? Ways um, I'm speaking at a couple of events and, and of course you are. Yeah. Of that's awesome. So will you take your daughters to see you speak? Um, sometimes I do. I don't know if I will that week, but we'll yeah. we'll see. It's yeah, that well, you know, it really is. I mean, I've, I've got three kids and, you know, I, I remember I, I was receiving an award once for uh, something at the university and I took my kids and they were just bored to death. They're just like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know, whatever. Dad does this stuff all the time. What's the, what's he taking me for dinner now? And making yeah. me sit through it. So it's really interesting how your two kids do get involved with it. It's a, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely a blessing to, to have them there to watch, but also they come to, kind of sometimes wonder themselves, why is, why is that all going on? But all good stuff. So look, um, I have a final question for you, Jill, and I I love this one. Um, and it has to do, I'm going to put you in another spot and I think you're okay with this spot once you get in it, but you've got your two girls in front of you and your husband and the three of them are going to start a company (laughs) and they're come to you because you've got all the worldly advice that they need. And you're only allowed to tell them one thing that they need to focus in on in order to be successful as a startup entrepreneur. What's that one piece of advice okay. you give them? I love it. And, and the reason I laugh is because my husband is, is an uh, engineer, as I mentioned, and he has yes. not an entrepreneurial bone in his body, <laughs> which, which makes the two of us, anyway, it's an interesting fit. It took us a bit because he's very black and white. And of course, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, I'm all about the gray. Like there's, yes. oh, there's like a million different ways we can solve this one thing. Yes. But, uh, so, so that's interesting, but going back to your, to your question, I mean, I think for me, it's, it's think about your life and the impact that you want to have. Um, and, and how are you going to achieve that? And, mm. you know, entrepreneurship, we ha- we have the privilege of, of being able to, to create something new and to have the impact that we want. Um, 
And I think that's so critical, but also know that you're not alone and that you need to ask for help and bring the right, you know, find your tribe and bring the right mm. people mm. and surround, surround yourself with the right people to, to make it happen. Mm. Um, but, Love it. Uh, have you read tribes? I have. It's on my list. It's on, it's yeah. one of those books on my bedside yeah. table, really. I yeah, have a few. It's a fun, <laughs> I bet you do because, it, because you're a gray person. You're not a black and white person. You look at many of the things. It, it, actually, I do have another question for you because when you were talking about mentorships, I'm just curious as to uh, when you're having these wonderful electric, uh, you know, very creative conversations with the people that you're mentoring, do you ever go, Oh, well, actually maybe I could find some time to really become part of this company and, uh, and, and to go forward forward with them. Do you find yourself, you know, uh, in your mind saying, well, maybe I'll chase this squirrel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have, uh, yeah, I feel like you can relate too. Absolutely. Yes. All the yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think you find yourself saying yes to many things or yeah, yeah. sure. I'd love to help you with this. So the things, <laughs> things evolve. It's a bit of that bright, shiny object syndrome for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the kaleidoscope of the great journey that we're on. And, uh, so Jill Earthly, this has been just, a really wonderful, wonderful conversation. Um, I wish you weren't on the West Coast so I could come and visit you a little bit uh, sooner, but I'm, I look forward to the time when uh, when we can chat face-to-face and uh, and uh, explore some opportunities together. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. It was great chatting with you, Rivers. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to more awesome entrepreneur content? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats and hashtag startup school which you can catch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Man, last time I talked to you, you were in London. Then uh, you obviously hang out in Australia. Now you're in Montreal. What's with the traveling around so much for? You know, what I think it is, is because I enjoy sort of getting out and connecting with new startups. Like that's what I do here uh, in Montreal is is mentoring startups and mentoring um, businesses and that sort of thing to kind of connect with the community, see what the different communities are like around the world um, because it's a huge opportunity. To, it's a huge resource to, to connect with people around the world to say, well, this is how I do things, you know, and, and compare. How is it different from over here? How is the startup scene different in Canada than it is in Australia than it is in, you know, the UK? or whatever and, and just sort of building upon that experience to say well this is sort of a more global perspective this is sort of how we can all fit these pieces together and, and maybe we can create some sort of intercontinental you know startup group or, or something that kind of ties that type of economy together because to me that the real power comes from the entrepreneurs starting these ideas and, and building them into viable businesses and kind of getting past that you know the two year or that those five-year milestones where a lot of businesses fail and if we can do that even you know a little bit you know what what kind of benefit would that unroll to everybody